Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 346. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here with our special guest of the day, John Talheimer. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you here. So let me share a little bit with you about our guests, and then, of course, you can fill in with any of the key missing pieces. So uh, John is known as the leadership guide, and he's spoken to thousands of individuals to help them improve their leadership abilities, something relevant for all of us entrepreneurs, whether we want to admit it or not, right? You've helped um, every, many organizations and individuals to know and understand that every employee deserves a great leader. He helps small business owners, solopreneurs, nonprofit leaders, corporate executives, and managers to achieve better results through coaching. John holds a master's degree in organizational leadership and is dual certified in leadership coaching. As a part of his work with leaders, he teaches them how to present so that they can clearly communicate their message to their teams. Additionally, he's writing the field the manager's field guide to coaching for better performance, which we'll be releasing, hopefully, I'll say certainly in 2018. So John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So much good stuff here. First of all, let me ask you, is there any key thing that you would want to add um, just in the overview of kind of your area of expertise or your journey that you would want to make sure right off that our listeners knew about you? No, but I think the one thing that I was thinking about was that how important that executive presence is the ability to go talk out and get your message across to other people. And I think as entrepreneurs, we always want to do that. And so how do we do that? What's the right way to do that? I think that's where um, our conversation will end up today. But I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you fall in love with leadership, John? And how did you know that this is where you really wanted to put all of your energy and focus as a business owner? Yeah, ever since I started my career, I wanted to understand why some people were successful leaders and others weren't. And so I really kind of studied that from that thing. And, you know, you always when we talk about leadership, we have conversations about leadership. That conversation always turns to, oh, my goodness, I had this bad leader and I learned this. And so how could I stop that from happening and how could I help individuals become good leaders before they had an employee that had had a bad experience. So that's where I come from um, because I had bad leaders along my journey. I think as business owners, you know, a lot of times we think of the tasks that need to get done and the work that we need to get off of our plates. But many times we don't think about the other side of helping people accomplish their goals and dreams and be an inspirational role model and an effective communicator, which I know that's right in your bio. I think so much of the breakdown happens there. So let's start first with like mindset because I think the mindset comes before the mechanics. And 
And then we can kind of get into some tactics as far as what our listeners can do to be better delegators, more effective communicators with their team, and ultimately, you know, build a better, more invested staff around them as they grow their business. So let's start first with mindset. What are some of the biggest mindset misconceptions that you see out there, you know, around leadership? And and what changes do you feel we as leaders need to make in order to get peak performance out of our teams? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I always think I've been thinking about this a lot lately is um, that leadership isn't, isn't like a place, right? It's not a location that we go to. It's a practice. We have to continuously improve our leadership skills. And even the best leaders I know continue to read, continue to practice their leadership, continue to learn how they can be better leaders, you know, through blogs or, you know, podcasts or whatever. They're continuing to try to get more information uh, I'm working with the mastermind group, and it's amazing those individuals in that group are always like, oh, I just read this book, or I have this resource. And so we all kind of build on each other. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what do you feel are some of the biggest kind of traps or pitfalls that entrepreneurs specifically fall into when it comes to leadership in their own small business? Yeah, I think the entrepreneur has a really hard time of letting go and delegating. Um, what happens is we're entrepreneurs, right? And we brought this idea. We have this great idea and we want to make it happen. And so we're so focused on the execution that then we, we, we forget to step into that leadership role and go, oh, my goodness, I need to be a leader. I need to delegate out responsibility. Um, and so we fall into the micromanagement trap where we're like, well, I'll just do it because I know how to do it best versus delegating to somebody that's going to do it and do it well and allow them to do it and take something off your plate. You know, when I'm working with a client, I'm always like, what can you take off your plate so you can concentrate on the leadership of your organization? Yeah. And I think that sometimes people feel that taking the time to slow down and work on the leadership components will take away from accomplishing the tactical tasks and the workload that they want completed. And I think what they don't realize is that if you come from the bottom up and you focus on your relationship, your effectiveness, the strategy, the support, the success roadmap for your people that ultimately, you know, 10 times more of the tactical stuff is going to get done anyway, if you focus on the right culture and the development of the people. And I think a lot of times it can be very challenging for business owners to slow down enough to do that. What would be maybe some tips or some feedback or suggestions that you would give around that area, John? Yeah, Kelly, that is so important. You know, it's so easy to be like, oh, we just need to do, we need to do, we need to do. And I'm just going to do it because I can do it and I can do it faster than that other person. And so I, I always try to sit there and go, okay, what, are, what, as a leader, what is your responsibility? And is that your responsibility? Or are you doing it because somebody isn't doing it up to their standards? So really understanding what your responsibility as a leader is, and then setting time aside. I, I read this book, or I read this article about somebody, I forgot who it was, but they set aside an hour every day for thinking. And I just can't imagine an entrepreneur ever sitting there going, okay, I'm not going to work on anything. I'm just going to have an hour to think on it. But what happens during that hour is these things come up and you can kind of write them down. You can say, oh, I'm going to work on that tomorrow. And it gives you a better mindset to look at the next day. Um, so finding that time and making that time 
to say, I need 30 minutes to think about my strategic vision. You know, to me, a leader is somebody who influences another's performance towards a common goal. And one of the keys there is to create that common goal. And as a leader, you need to have a strategic vision of where you want to go 90 days from now, 120 days from now, 360 days from now, three years from now. And you need time to think about that. And so you need to set time aside and work on that process. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, on Fridays, I tell my team, you know, unless there's something that is like urgent beyond belief, do not put a call on my calendar because those days are strategic. You know, they're about thinking and making decisions and chartering the path forward for the business. And I think that is so like underrated in terms of the ability to get results. It's like we're a lot of times we're moving so fast and so furious that you can't make the best decisions because you're not taking the time to evaluate your options and think through what you're doing and why. So I think that's such an important point that you're talking about there, John. Now, I think that for, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, it gets really tough for them when they haven't been in a leadership position before. Now they're the small business owner, they're hiring a contractor, they're hiring their first employee, they're building a team for the first time. And now these tough performance conversations are coming up, right? And Mm -hmm. I think in, in, many instances, what I see when I'm coaching my clients is an avoidance of those crucial conversations <laughs> because it's really uncomfortable, right. especially if you haven't, you know, been in that leadership or management role before. So what tips or strategies can you give for our listeners, John, around, you know, approaching these conversations and being effective in those crucial but very hard to have conversations around performance improvement? Yeah. So I think the conversation needs to start early on. And so it's interesting to me, I, when, I, when I'm working with managers and my clients, I'm always telling them to spend as much time as necessary to hire the right person. And I, don't, I think a lot of times we'll get in this situation as a manager or as a leader and we'll be like, I just need somebody in here. I just need someone to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we hire somebody and then in the long term, we spend a lot of time with their performance. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. Step two is setting strong expectations up front. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I go through and I'm like, everyone knows what a job description is, but I ask my clients to look at the job description as a foundation and to add in like, what are the expected results? What, how do you want this person to behave? And have those conversations on day one or day two and go through it and, ha- and make sure they understand. Because to me, and what I all do a lot of times, especially with entrepreneurs, when you're creating a new position, have a conversation like, we're creating a new position. This is my expectations. Does that make sense? Have a conversation around expectations. Write it all down. Have both parties sign it. And then if there's ever an issue, you just go back to that piece of paper and go, look, this is the expectation of this position. Do you agree with that? They have to agree with it because their name's on it. And then you just say, okay, so why aren't we meeting those expectations? What do we need to do? Yes. And sometimes, sometimes to be honest, we have so high expectations that no one could meet them that we need to think about ourselves and go, wait a minute, maybe I'm putting too much on your plate, or maybe this isn't your skill set. So let's talk about that. And then in terms of the conversation, To me, the coaching process is a consistent conversation all along. 
Um, so it starts with the expectations, and then it goes to these three questions. I always ask when I'm working with a manager these three questions in terms of expectations. I always ask, what do you do? What What did you do really well since the last time we talked? What did you, What did you not do so well? And what are you going to change going forward? And those questions allow them to think through the process and own it. Um, a lot of times we feel like we need to solve the issue, but if the employee solves the issue, they're going to be more engaged and have more ownership and will give us better performance over the long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I love what you're saying, John, about the upfront you know, it's really an upfront contract, you know, between you and the person about what the expectations are. And, you know, what I see, the biggest mistake that I see there, John, is, you know, I think in the entrepreneurial space, the focus is so much on getting the workload off your back and, and into someone else's hands that you're very, very focused on the tactical things that you want completed and not Mm -hmm. very, very focused on the end result impact to profit, impact to result, um, you know, deliverable that we want and expect. And I see many, many managers, new managers uh, in small business owner positions where they're paying the salary of their employees before they're paying their own and their employees are not covering, you know, their expense. And it's because built into that upfront contract, yeah, there's a job description, but it's all about tactical tasks. It's not about performance impact or profitable contribution to the business. Do you have any comments or feedback around that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's right. And I think that what we miss a lot of times is we write the job description saying, um, you know, if it's a customer service, they need to, you know, be friendly to the customer, whatever they need, they whatever their task is. But we don't say this is the result we expect from that task. And when we do that, it changes the conversation. So if it's a customer service person, we say one of your goal, one of, one of the results of your this task is to achieve an upsell of 20% or 30%, it's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really helps define that. Yep. Uh, the other part of that is the behavior. You know, what behavior do we want these individuals to do? And so I am always looking at job descriptions and responsibilities as what, the, what are the behaviors? Because you can say, well, you're a customer service rep. I need you to be work with the customers. Well, do you want them to be friendly with the customers? Do you want them to be mean with the customers? And some of that we would think goes unsaid, but what happens is when then you're having a the issue with an employee, that's where it becomes, um, then you're like, well, you didn't say that, you know, it becomes as he said, she said. And I think we have to understand that we all approach the world differently. We have all have our own perspective and we bring that, to our job and we can't it's hard for us as an owner or leader to get in and understand their perspective so we have to have that upfront conversation exactly exactly and and i think yeah i mean you've brought so many important things to the forefront uh so there may be people listening that are like wow i've been doing it all wrong um, <laughs> how do i how do i start shifting um, the the relationship in the right direction to get peak performance? Or how do I start over? Or how do I uh, share with my employees that we're going in this new direction, right? What, what are some things that you can give people as far as first steps to take if they feel like they haven't been doing any of these things that we've been talking about here today? 
Yeah, it goes back to the expectations. You know, it goes back and have that conversation with the employee and like, I want to define the expectations for your job. I mean, that's going to include the task oriented stuff. That's going to include the behaviors and it's going to include the results. Let's go through and sit down and have that conversation with the employee and say, okay, so let's, what is, what are the tasks that you do? What are, because I, I would believe the, the challenge with entrepreneurs, right, which is different than the corporate world, is you probably know a lot more of what that employee is doing or what you want them to do, um, but they're going to own it. They're the ones that are actually doing it. They understand the perspective that's coming in, the customers, whatever. And so you have to have that conversation with the employee. That would be my first step. And if you have more than one employee, then really sit down and have a group discussion about, I am looking at our expectations and I want to get everyone on the same page about our expectations. And I'm assuming that everyone has a strong vision or mission statement that they can always go back to. This is why any decision should be based on this mission statement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Brilliant. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Because I, I think, you know, obviously we have listeners at all different stages, but I know from my experience in coaching leaders that I think the, the majority of people kind of fall in that category of, you know, have been more tactically focused and less peak performance result driven. And so I think merging those things and, you know, Hey, it's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to be doing reviews with people and getting clear on what those deliverables for this new year are going to be. And, you know, what the action, you know, the behavior, the task and the result, you know, for each of the roles in your organization are going to be. So that's brilliant. Um, so, you know, there's not just that side, you know, obviously you're speaking to organizations, you you know, all over the place, John, you know, and helping them to better facilitate leadership so that they can drive results overall. I think there's also a lot of listeners that are very interested in how they can pave a path forward to identify the right speaking opportunities for the niche that they're in. And I know this is something you do very, very well, and it's a huge part of your business. So anything that you can share with our listeners today in and around getting started, speaking to organizations, at conferences, at meetings, that type of thing. Yeah, I, there's so much there. So <laughs> We could talk about that for the next three hours. But um, I think the first thing that everyone has to understand is what is that problem they solve? So it's really like a business. What is that problem they solve? And once they understand that, who's their audience? Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm not going to go talk to a technical audience. I'm not going to go talk to nurses about um, leadership necessarily. Right. They're not going to want me at their conference because most of their conferences are very technical. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to really kind of find those things out. And so thank goodness for Google. Um, you can go on Google and say leadership conference. So that's what I do. I'll go on Google and go, I'm looking for leadership conferences in the state of Tennessee. And so I'll, there'll be a list come up and I'll go through them and I'll go, okay, who needs a presentation? Who, do, who does that? Um, and so then when I, you know, then I'll reach out and I do a very short emails, very similar to the emails that uh, you and Stephanie and Lindsay use when you're looking to get on a podcast, right? It's very short, like, mm -hmm. who's the person that does the hiring? It's really, that's, who's the one that does the speaker engagement and mm -hmm. finding that person? And then ideally, they're having a conversation with them on the phone or via email and say to them, hey, so I, this is what I speak on. This is what I've done. 
and this is where I'm going. This is why I want to talk to your organization. Perfect. So clean, clear, specific, right? Get yeah, get correct. connected with the right person. Okay. Yeah. And then what what would you recommend next? I'm assuming there's a bit of a process there. So some patience, right? Some yeah, follow yeah. up. Yeah, definitely follow up. Uh, as we know, there are people are not going to get back to you. Um, they're not. You're 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 not their number one focus. So sometimes it's two, three, four times, uh, and it depends on what you want to present. And so I will go and I will talk at a networking event. Um, it's not. I probably will not get paid, but I look at it. I every decision I make around speaking is what is in it for me. So if I'm going to a networking event uh, and I'm going to speak there, is there enough people that's going to need my services in the audience that I think I will get one or two mm -hmm. contracts out of that? Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes I will just go and speak. In fact, I'm speaking this Friday. It's a 10 minute presentation and I use these 10 minute presentation to test my material. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I will do different material there. Then I'm then I might put in a longer presentation, like you know, in a 45 minute presentation, um, just to see what the audience is like. And is it good or is it not good? So always have a reason for doing a presentation. Just do never make a. I'm never going to do. I'm never do a presentation just because I want to do a presentation. Yeah, and I think more than anything, audience match, right? Because I think yeah. the worst thing, and it's happened to all of us, is a great opportunity in front of completely the wrong people. And no matter how well you do, and no matter how good you are, you know, if you're talking to the people that aren't your people, chances are you're not going to get a big result from that. Yeah, and I think the other key part of that is making sure that you're very specific on what topic you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so I talk about leadership. I talk in the leadership sphere, but I talk about behavioral coaching mm -hmm. um, as my real main topic. Um, and so that's really my focus. And that's what I talk about. And that's what I do. And it's so easy to be like a lot of people will go, well, I can speak about anything because they're a good speaker. But if you can speak about anything, you can't speak about anything. Yeah. Yes. And that's and you'll hear it time and time again. What is your specific niche? Because they want to know that you're the expert in that. Yeah. Perfect. No, I love yeah. that. And and probably seeking evidence other places, you know, that that's reflected in your marketing and your branding and your presence throughout. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so all of real good event planners will go to your website and make sure the branding is right. They will also make sure that they can see you speak. So you need to have at least a three minute demo on there um, of you speaking um, because they want to know. They want to know. Yeah. And then if you don't, I mean, like if you have one, like, so I have a three minute one that's on my website and it's much more promotional. There's music in the background. It's, you know, it's very nice. It gets people excited. Um, but I also have like a 10 minute one that I can send to the event planner. Like, well, we want to see something longer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, perfect. No, that's great. That's great. So uh, just to wrap things up, you're an expert on behavioral coaching. And, you know, that starts with even being committed um, to doing behavioral coaching, right? If people right. want the results of that. So, you know, before we get to the end of our interview here, uh, John, what 
why should every person tuning into this episode listen back through one more time and, you know, make the investment to start on the transformations that we talked about here today and really invest in that behavioral coaching with their teams? Yeah, to me, coaching is the most effective tool we have to get better performance. And it goes back, you know, the old style of leadership is what I say goes and this is the way it is. And, you know, and that works for certain specific areas. But I would tell you that most times in business is not going to work in the long term and you're not going to get the engagement from your employees that you want to achieve better business results. If you're working with employees, coaching them is such a more effective tool than any other kind of management style and it will get you to where you need to go. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It is the most powerful tool that we have and it doesn't cost anything but caring enough to take the time to do it. And that that's the the powerful thing about coaching and the impact that it can have on your business. That is awesome, John. So Absolutely. I'm sure there's people listening here today that want to get in touch with you, want to learn more about the speaking that you do, that the coaching that you do. How can people connect? Um, they can go to my website, which is www.johntallheimer.com. Um, and I can spell that out. If that yes, would be I good. think that would be a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's John, J-O-H-N. And then Tallheimer is T-H-A-L-H-E-I-M-E-R.com. Awesome. Uh, or they can, they can email me as well. It's John, J-O-H-N at johntallheimer.com. So um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. And yeah, I'm absolutely, um, want to help leaders get better. And I would love to come in and help their organization learn about coaching and how it can impact their organization. That's awesome. Thank you so much, John, for everything that you shared today. I think some invaluable insights and, and great takeaways for people to spend some reflection on and hopefully pick at least one thing to get started on right away. Uh, so thank you so much for being our guest here today. Thanks for having me, Kelly. You got it. So to all of my Unstoppable Army, thank you so much for being a listener of Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you can think of even one person that could benefit from the value that John shared here today, please pass this episode along because sharing is absolutely caring. I want to thank you guys so much. And until next time, remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.